First of all, I think you need to redo it because you. Yeah. you but also, did I meant to point out? Did you like how I I put the all four quotes I put for him were like super graphic and like <laughs> and vulgar? And I was like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be something. It's just it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Welcome to our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are two guardians of an infinite abyss, Martin and Brady. My dad left home when I was eight. You know what he said to me? Have fun. Stay single. I was eight. Everyone in this town knows I only got one leg, and that motherfucker grabbed the wrong one. You know that point in your life when you realize the house you grew up in isn't really your home anymore? All of a sudden, even though you have some place where you put your shit, that idea of home is gone. This week, we drop the needle on our first soundtrack September and watch three movies with banging soundtracks. We each picked one of our favorite movies with killer soundtracks. Or did we pick killer soundtracks that are attached to mediocre movies? Does a great soundtrack always make for a great movie? I got a question for you both. Yeah. Right out of the gate. <clears throat> well, so did Jelani. He had a couple questions. Yeah, there, he did. You go ahead. Were you guys fucking with me? In what way? This whole, the movies you picked, was this a joke? Because <laughs> they're not good. You don't like singles or dead presidents? They're not even average. <laughs> they're, they're, are, is this like, do you guys collab on a, a this would be really funny if? Did you did you love your selection? The most. Maybe we should maybe we should talk about which movies we <laughs> picked. That's fine. I don't mind starting it out with some vague shots right. in the dark. But. Well, right. let's, let's give people a little bit of background, right? We yeah. wanted to just highlight soundtracks yeah we we always talk about soundtracks in our movies and you know whether it's the score or whether it's the actual soundtrack that we get to and nowadays it's more of just scores because there's not too many things that actually play as soundtracks but you know you can look at like a john williams and you always everybody knows what a john williams sound sounds like in more recent times like i've become a big fan of trent reznor and Mm -hmm. atticus ross doing scores to movies you can always look to like a Disney, like that's what we grew up on. And Lin Manuel Miranda has done a ton of stuff making Disney soundtracks and things like that. And then also, you know, making his own movies. But I feel like the soundtrack is something that just pulls you in and like brings a tie to the to the movie. Yeah. To Brady's point, these were not good films. I know that's that's why I uh, that's why I, I you know kind of <laughs> wanted to ask those questions too, right? Like, are these just mediocre movies, or are, are they our favorite movies? I hadn't seen Singles, uh, which was my selection. We could, we could you start hadn't there. seen it? I hadn't seen it since I oh, first saw it. Okay. And I didn't. I probably watched it in, in college. So it came out in 1992. Um, Before and, that, hold yeah. on to your butts. Okay. I had not seen any of these. You hadn't seen, you hadn't seen Dead Presidents either? No. Okay, that's even weirder. I haven't <laughs> seen two of them, either of your choices. So these are first watches, and that could might have contributed to my thing. It's weird as hell you picked this. You're... Johnny, you picked Dead Presidents without ever I'm seeing okay, it. I'm okay with it, though. I like that. I will I will explain it when you go. But you were talking about singles. Yeah. So so singles was my was my selection. I did own I did own the soundtrack. I think I still have it somewhere somewhere in here in my in my archives on CD before I watched the movie. But I watched the movie probably around ninety nine or so, and I remember not loving it, but I remember thinking it was cool. The movie, that, yeah, the movie. But I love love the soundtrack, and it was just a it was like one that I think a lot of people had. Like I think it did. It was it like solidified the whole grunge Seattle. thing. Yeah, Seattle sound, Seattle grunge before 
really before it made it like super mainstream. So it, it was kind of filmed and the music was selected for it before before that a lot of that stuff even hit uh, Correct. in 92. So so it's, He it's wrote it those... in 84. Cameron uh, Crowe did? He originally wrote the script in 84 um, and it was supposed to take place in Phoenix. Ah. So, um, and then after uh, Andrew Wood, the lead singer of, um, I'm going to mess up Mother the Love Bone, Malfunction, but spelled very different, and Mother Love Bone died yeah. mm-hmm. in 90, he noticed the community in Seattle was coming together around like music uh, with like the loss, and he yep. rewrote the script with that in mind, changing it to Seattle, which had been the location of Say Anything in 89, uh, which featured a Mother Love Bone song. Also a great soundtrack. Wish you would have picked, picked that. Because Say Anything is a great movie. <laughs> And uh, I would have picked it, but but again, if you're gonna, I love Cameron Crowe as a director and and a writer. He wrote Fast Times at Ridgemont High too. He did Say Anything, Almost Famous. I, I actually had right Jerry out of the McGuire. gate. I was like Cameron Crowe music, like yeah. thumbs up. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, but, <laughs> and side note, that no, the song that was on Say Anything soundtrack yeah. is also on this soundtrack. It's the Chloe Dancer Crown oh, of really? Thorns. That's on both. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but one of, one of the the reasons I love it as well is the replacements are one of my favorite bands of all time. And this is the music, a lot of this, there's two songs featured uh, featuring Paul Westerberg or Paul Westerberg solo. It was like his first yeah, foray into solo. solo yeah. I think. Paul Westerberg solo um, after the replacements broke up. So, and, and they're, they're good songs. I think they're, they're really good songs on the soundtrack. So that was what really kind of led me into it as well. And he's, one of the replacement songs is really used really well in Say Anything. Dyslexic Heart? So. No. Um, Waiting for something. Within your, within your reach. No, no, I'm oh, sorry. And, gotcha. and Say Anything. Within your reach from the replacements is on Say Anything soundtrack. Gotcha. And then Dyslexic Heart and, and um, Waiting for Somebody are on this I'm one. fine circling back repeatedly to the fact that I wish you would have picked that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would have been good too. And that, you know, the, he, he's very good at, Cameron Crowe's very good at using music in iconic ways. So, like yeah. the, uh, Peter Gabriel in your eyes and, and Say Anything. Sure. Um, you guys have seen Say Anything or no? Yeah, but it's been a long, yeah, been a long time. So it would, it would have been worth three watch. John Cusack. I really think the problem with singles is the the actors. Well, there's so nobody really. I will say very I, I, one little thing that I appreciated, and not because of acting, but I liked that Eddie Vedder, Chris Cornell, yeah, that's cool, and, right? Like they were in it, and yeah, very cool. You know, Allison Chains is performing right. on stage, like in a cool, like gr- like I did appreciate that. But Matt Dillon's Matt citizen Dillon. dick character. Uh, yeah. like, I like Matt Dillon, but yeah. not in Do this. You? Yeah, I think so. Okay. No? He's Kevin Dillon Kevin Dillon better? <laughs> no, the Dillon family <laughs> somehow got a lot not of Not like the Quades? <laughs> not like quite like the Quades. Not quite like the Quades. <laughs> um, but I, I don't – you're not wrong. Like, the acting is just not great, but the story sucks. I would yeah, honestly that's what say I, sucks that's too. I think. And I think that maybe – that makes sense to me then um, that he wrote it Back in the day, it's like it seems like it was an early before script. he knew what he was doing. Yeah, before he became maybe a really good and then he, screenwriter, and maybe he wrote a great script, and then he tried to force it around Seattle, and it fell apart. I don't know, but it it just isn't good. Like there's there's some elements to like again on the rewatch, like there's some elements to relationships and so, some of the things that Campbell Scott, the main character, I, really I think it's I think the, the downfall is him <laughs> in a big way. Like again, because you have John Cusack and say anything, yeah. great male lead. And everyone loves that character, Lloyd Dobler. Like he's one of my favorite characters on on film of all time or on screen of all time. And then you have Jerry Maguire. When you have Tom Cruise um, as the as the male lead, and of course that movie did did great. Um, and you could kind of see some of those elements here, but they just they just all fall flat. Like none of them none of them are good. 
Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I've been talking a long time. No, you're, you're fine because I don't have much to say yeah. about this film. <laughs> yeah, it would just, I don't love Kira Sedgwick. So yeah, I wasn't what, yeah like, there you go. That I too. don't think she did much. No. I, 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 and Bridget Fonda was annoying. I, yeah, I was going to say, I kind of love her. Go down the list, and I don't think you're going to see many people where you're like, okay, that person was good. And, and even like random the, dude who ended up in the wire. Which is one? that where I couldn't I couldn't place him? I'm so glad his, you did. His friend who oh, wore like the, the, hat, the, the hat, hat, he ends up being like the random white guy in the wire, in the wire right. who I didn't know at that time as anything other than not being that awesome in that either. <laughs> <laughs> or or the random pop ups of uh, Paul Giamatti and that, Jeremy yeah. Pippen. One of his first out. first movies. Yeah. Well, Giamatti. Yeah. Um, just and, the guy making out in the And they said shop. Piven was almost all ad libbed. His whole uh, like going off on a tangent about loving the band. Yeah. yeah. I will say real quick because this is I this this might be one of the I know you like the soundtrack but one of the cooler things to come out of this movie Chris Cornell who is just there to like watch the music in the car play really loud but yeah and it's kind of <laughs> I don't know it's been a while since he died but still I was like oh man Chris Cornell damn such a great voice. I mean one of one of the best rock yeah, voices just of all, hands down phenomenal yeah. and I, he only got better obviously so he saw a list of the Citizen Dick song titles that were all like. They all made up. They made up like a whole bunch of, you know, like a set list. And uh, he decided to pen songs to match each title. Yeah. One of those was Spoon Man. Oh, really? That's that's great. So Spoon Man, which many people will know, was the origin of that. The genesis of that was a a fake song name in in this movie, which I think is a a phenomenal story. I listened to like the extended whatever soundtrack of this. There is a... There's a song that's "Touch Me on Dick" um, with Eddie Vedder singing it. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, I don't know if it's per- all of Pearl Jam. And they or might have whatever, just done, but... yeah. So, yeah, most of. And funny that Eddie Vedder was a drummer. <laughs> in well, the, and, in the movie. so three of the guys from Pearl Jam yeah, are all uh, in there. Gossard, so Gossard and, and uh, uh, Jeff Ament. Yeah. So yeah. Bisson one, right? Yeah, Mike McCready. I don't McCready, know who he was. Right. Well, I don't think he, drummer, was, he probably wasn't drummer. there yet because this is all coming off of Mother Love Bone. Yeah. And, uh, so, it was a cool. I liked that aspect. Um, I saw a note. I didn't put it down, but Nirvana like flirted with the idea but then didn't want to be in like a romantic movie that, or something that sounds very Kurt Cobain yeah, yeah. And, like uh, that he would just be anti but then like ended up going to the premiere and, and Crow felt like validated because he something along those lines it was you know it might be hearsay it might be a lot but um, and then Cornell recommended Smashing Pumpkins to uh, Crow and Crow liked the band and asked yeah. Corgan if he would send any uh, uh, new songs for the movie and he sent over three and Drown was the last one on the demo and yeah Crow used it yeah it's a it's, it's a good one and the the Pearl Jam's uh, State of Love and Trust that's on this really is the only I think that's what made me want to get the album more than anything because <laughs> I love that song and you it wasn't available a, on on anything else that so was like cool. that alone is worth the purchasing this, Pearl Jam had a couple album. of those Yellow Ledbetter was one that was yeah, like that was a, like a single only th- right it was yeah. out there on an island and it was like yeah. you had to have that the single yeah. in order to get it I will say listening to it and especially the extended one like after a while a lot of this like early grunge stuff just sounds the same. Oh, I got, the, the songs are too long too. Sometimes we got a young a guy at work, uh, Barra, who works for us, who's like a couple years out of college, and he has many times ranted about how he just thinks like Pearl Jam comes on, and he's like, "How do you guys even consider this oh, music?" I'm, I <laughs> love the Pearl Jam songs. I love, but it's like everything else. No, kind but of I get blends. it. Like I hear what he hears, but yeah. it's like, but I also it's that's never gonna leave me. Like I, that, yeah, I can put on ten the, any day of the week and yeah. love it. I agree. That, um, that's a phenomenal. Did you know moment. Eric Stoltz was the talking mind? Yeah. I, I, I recognized him up. right away. Wait, are you being kidding? Yeah. You Wouldn't recognized you... him? Yeah. 
Oh, I saw him as as the mime. I was like, "That's Eric Stoltz." Oh wow, that, no, I did. That not. did not happen for me. No, I think he's in say anything too. So maybe I was like, "Oh, Cameron Crowe uses Eric Stoltz." I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Random. Is that trait. Marty McFly? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of the Seinfeld guy uh, who yeah. shows up as a mime. I can't remember uh, <laughs> at the top of my head, but I just saw that episode randomly. Like Crazy Joe Devola. Crazy Joe. That's right. <laughs> He's the clown. Yeah, outside I was the theater. Of, I was scared of clowns as a kid. Are you still scared of them now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy Joe Devola. Uh, yeah, this, I will give you, and maybe it's going to be personal preference, but the soundtrack, you know, I looked it up, definitely up my alley in, mm-hmm. in that grunge. I, I'm not going to, I don't like them all, but I, like, starting out with wood right out of the gate, I was like, okay, uh, easy, I'm in right now with some Alice in Chains, but the soundtrack was way better to me. This movie was so bad. I had yeah. such a hard time with it. Yeah, it's. Uh, it might not be the worst Cameron Crowe movie, but I don't know. I, I always kind of thought I liked it, and probably, probably, it's good to know that I, I really don't. But it is a, a very big cultural, yeah. you know, like touch, touchstone. Like this is this was I mean, an important album, an important movie for um for the time it's big enough for bigger podcasts than ours to uh rewatch it and <laughs> somehow i'm not going to listen to find out but yeah it's, it's maybe uh, talk it's about 30 why years it's worth, it's 30 years old watching you know? yeah i don't know man yeah. it does not if it was good then it does not hold up now i think it was i, I think it was probably just also those people like wanted to emulate you know when they watched it in 92 yeah. if you were 20 something in 92 that's that's what you wanted to be um right you know you wanted to Wear uh, wear flannel and listen to listen to Seattle. Drink coffees, hang out in coffee shops all day. Bring bring trains to the Greater Seattle area. <laughs> <You're> right, mass <laughs> transit is <laughs> your right. life goal. Yeah. And when you don't get it, you fall apart and live in squalor for yeah. <laughs> a couple months. Yeah. So my movie was Dead Presidents from 1995, and I, like I said, I had never seen it. I knew of it because my mom had the soundtrack. I knew you were going to say your mom. I, <laughs> yeah. I had a sense. I'm like, I bet you he, his mom loved this song. Classic Gale. Yeah. <laughs> she had the soundtrack. We played it a lot. And it's... It's, it's really not, good. It's a great R&B soul soundtrack from the 70s. And yeah. as you're watching the movie, you can see where the songs fit in. Because yeah. it kind of mirrors Anthony's life and the things he's going through. I think one of the best songs that that plays is when he's in the pool hall uh-huh. with uh terrence howard uh-huh. and that's a uh, payback yeah and james brown the payback comes on and he's beating his ass yeah. and i'm like oh that that's perfect <laughs> yeah. um, i really love the isaac hayes um walk on by walk on yeah, by it's so good yeah i mean all of the, the, the dramatics very white very white so good uh, I to oh, today. I, down. and i liked i mean Al Green tired of being alone at the yeah, end, which yeah, I just was, thought was, was great too. Yeah. Per, to your point, perfectly placed. Yeah, I hundred percent. I alluded to it. This movie's horseshit. <laughs> 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 the soundtrack's really, really good. Yeah, but this movie is way. I, this is worse. Had you seen it before? No, I I swore I did. But I, but looking back, I didn't remember anything about. It. I don't remember Chris Tucker at all. I was surprised that everyone I saw, I was it's there the was, same year as Friday. I will tell you this. Yeah, one single positive thing about the movie and it's the opening credits the 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 music playing it's just danny elfman score it's danny elfman's yep. score over burning, burning money cash. was just really beautifully done and i was like so i trust me unfortunately my expectations shot up <laughs> right out of the gate i was like i like the way this is starting and then i was i mean 20 minutes in i was like well, this is awful 
awful. Yeah. It didn't it didn't hold up to and again, like I said, I didn't go in seeing it. You go and you watch, but I can understand where, you know, where the Hughes brothers are coming from. Menace to Society was their yep. first film. Um a lot of familiar people. Yeah. So Lorenz Tate, Tate, cousin of the pod. He, <laughs> he, he Sorry, we could he had a uh, he had other obligations today. Right. <laughs> I honestly do think we are related. Yeah, like, probably. Closely, cuz I think he's from Chicago too. Oh, okay. But yeah, he's the star of it and then, you know, uh you walk you walk through his life. You get Chris Tucker early, you know, before he blows up with Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a Keith David who works well God, in pretty Keith much everything. David. Keith David I really is do great. love him. He was a fin- he was perfectly placed. I don't think in this. there's anything that he's been in that's been that, that hasn't been bene- uh, benefited from him being in it, especially men at work. <laughs> <laughs> or they, them, you mean? Or them? Uh, uh, they live. They, they live. live. They, they live. live. Yeah. yeah, John Carpenter. Yeah, right. But yeah, it, this was all based on the the soundtrack and yeah. you know listening to the soundtrack and not you know remember Kevin and. Friends went as the Dead Presidents for Halloween. I was going to say, I didn't know if you guys remember that, but yeah, uh, Kevin, Kevin, Kent, that's one of his like f- favorite things to say. He's like, dude, it was so badass. We all went as Dead yeah, Presidents. Yeah, it was like, can you imagine like 10 of us just rolling up? It was like Kevin, <laughs> Gary. That's, that's too many, by the way. <laughs> right. There, there was only four. <laughs> yeah. At least, at least make sure you're numbered out correctly. Um, four yeah. dudes and a chick. But the movie, yeah, the movie doesn't hold up to the soundtrack. And that's unfortunate because the soundtrack, in my eyes, is, is a great representation of like the post-war you know post-civil rights movement but still going through the struggle um you know feeling the angst of you know going to war fighting for your country and then coming back and being a second-class citizen yeah not being able to get and provide for your family yep. and then just struggling and trying to figure out what are you going to do to to make it work and then it's another one of these you know, we love heist movies but this is a heist that went completely yeah, off the was... rails well if well not that's because the heist was eleven minutes of two hours. I was like, I kind of kept waiting for there to be a heist. Yeah, I was you like, expected it. I feel earlier, like maybe. the few things I knew about the movie was that there was a heist, and the first hour and a half is not even nothing to do. They haven't even gotten to planning or uh, talking about it. I was just like, uh, more heist, please. <laughs> you mentioned and it was very poorly. It was. It was, and that was kind of well shot. You know, like the Hughes brothers, I think the the duo, and they were only like twenty four. They, they were only like in their twenties or early twenties when they uh, did Menace to Society, and then twenty. It's a pretty ambitious pro, uh, project, I think, to take this on this kind of story. Like, I don't, you know, they didn't have experience with an, an right. Vietnam War, but um, but uh, to, to your point, I think I think it there there probably was a a, a good a good better way, way maybe to tell the story because it's an important story to tell. But but yeah, it was there was definitely flaws in the execution, but. And you kind of alluded to it, uh, Jelani, but the the cast is Lorenz Tate. I mean, I I know who he is. I don't know that I don't know that he's this. I don't know what his peak was, but it's not. It isn't any time recently. I mean, he he might he didn't get maybe as high as he could have, no. especially to be like starring in a movie like this. You got your boy Freddie Rodriguez. I know. I didn't. I didn't. Know. I thought it was him, and then yeah. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I saw the name in the in the opening credits, uh, and that's from uh, Six Feet Under, right? Yes. yes, I mean he's been spending a lot of different stuff. Oh, has he been other stuff too? That's the only thing he's I've seen him in. Just two things. Yeah, well, I thought th- I, I know you love Six Feet Under. That's why. It's true. It's true. That's why I didn't um, realize he was in other stuff. Yeah, he's been nothing major, but okay. I, I just I recognized him obviously, and I was like, oh my so god, like Freddie Rodriguez. And- <laughs> I think he was in Ugly Betty for a while. Oh, that show! Oh I god, didn't, I never watched Betty. That. That's a show I would have <laughs> forgot about for sure. <laughs> James uh, James Pickens Jr. and Isaiah Washington, right. both future Grey's Anatomy. Future Grey's Anatomy. Uh, 
co co stars, um, Jennifer as Lewis. father and son, right? Too, which I was like, oh dang, Jennifer Lewis for sure. Clifton Powell, yes, as Cuddy. Uh, Cuddy. What do we know him from? I didn't recognize him. Uh, is I he, recognize is he the in name. Menace? Uh, I know he's he's in Next Friday. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's Pinky in Next Friday. Okay, he's got some great character names. Um, Cuddy and Pinky. A young Michael Imperioli. Um, he's in Rush Imperioli. Hour. Yeah, Imperioli for sure. Uh, Terrence Howard also. Terrence Howard. I didn't on. remember he was yeah. in it. And and maybe that's why, because I, I, I'm again, I'm pretty sure I saw I saw this movie, but I, I definitely remember the the, the heist. I don't remember any of the beginnings. So maybe I only saw the end. Like Sticky Fingers, uh, Bokeem, Bokeem Woodbine, Bokeem Woodbine, Bokeem took what do you know a him path uh, of. He, he did a lot in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> For him to be like so low build, like he was like a, a big character, I think. He's, yeah. Well, I, he had a lot more to do than some of the other guys, yeah. including decapitating. Yeah. Decapitating um, a someone. head and carrying it around in his bag. Yeah. And, so there was just a little bit of, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. He's in a ton of things. Like I remember him being in The Rock with uh, Nicolas Cage. Okay. And then also in The Big Hit. Have you ever seen that with mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg and Lou Diamond Phillips? I think I have seen that. I, I uh, immediately went to, he's in a season of Fargo, and it was yes. a really good job. He's phenomenal in that, in, but that's yeah. he's done a ton of stuff, ton of stuff prior to that. Yeah, I've seen him in other stuff, too, yeah. um, but but that was what, what stood, out, stood out to me. I, yeah, I thought he was uh, probably one of his first movies. So the other thing that was really weird about uh, in, in a cast member is Clifton Collins Jr., who is listed as Clifton Gonzalez. For some reason, I guess early on in his career, he was Clifton Gonzalez. Okay. And then it changed to Clifton Collins Jr., who I've always liked. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, dang. Like, that's crazy. And I was like, oh, I, didn't th- I think I saw him mention. And I looked it up, and I was like, that's crazy. I don't know why or how- what the reason is that he would have a different name early who, on. Who but- is that? <laughs> um, he was one of the soldiers uh, in their unit, um, but he's been – he's another character. One eight, I think 187 is the first movie I saw him in, with uh, Samuel L. movie. Yeah, um, I remember when he, he has been in a lot. Like you definitely know him, uh, but he is never the star. No, he is always he's always know, one of uh, that guy. His right? his known for is, well, ironically, Star Trek, Capote, Traffic, oh, yeah, yeah. and Brothers. I got him. Uh, you definitely know him. Yep. So if you just see him, you know exactly who it is, and he's a really good actor. I think yeah, very talented. Um, but uh, yeah, it was odd that his. Uh, his his name was different, but anyway, uh, the, the cast is really really nuts, and almost was uh, was bigger. Uh, Jada Jada was almost in it. Oh, she uh, as one of the sisters. She was going to be Delilah, and she turned it down because her longtime friend Tupac had an altercation with one of uh, the Hughes with with Alan Hughes uh, on Menace Society, mm. and so she stood by her boy and uh, passed and said no, thank you. Yeah, so I mean. All in all, like the movie obviously didn't hit for anybody, and but the soundtrack I would you know again playing playing the music, listening to like my parents listen to it, play it, and how the stories that of when they were growing up and how this music affected. Um, also, you can see it in the story; it just it hits. The soundtrack is phenomenal. I think the soundtrack went to like number one on the Billboard charts. Yeah, and they made a volume two. Right, I was going to say of the popularity. They made a it. cash grab sequel yeah. for the soundtrack. <laughs> for the, that, that, that's big time. They right. don't do that often. You know, and and I don't know music. how good that second one is. I haven't listened to that, but this one just has hits after hits after yeah. hits. And after as I was listening to it today, it just it seemed to me like I felt like I heard 
I, I a lot of these songs seem like they were sampled a bunch too. Like I'm like I'm like oh that that's a sample from something. Like I didn't recognize where it's from, but and if it wasn't if it hasn't been sampled, it should be. Yeah, they just make just a ton of good good beats and um like again especially the Barry White Isaac Hayes yeah um James Brown stuff like that All that stuff is great for yeah. samples so yeah it was um I thought it was a a really a good soundtrack but... Brady but <laughs> did we did we like this movie Brady's movie at least so mine was <laughs> for me it was an automatic it came to my mind as soon as we talked about soundtracks um I've considered this one of the better soundtracks in recent movie history that I always think of, and that is for Garden State. Yep. The Zach Braff written and directed movie from 2004. I remember really liking this movie and loving the soundtrack. Same. And I think I would drop the really. I think I like this movie. Still love the soundtrack. I, I think in watching the movie, rewatching the movie, first time in a while, I feel like it's you got to be in the right mood but it i think it is still really solid under the right situation yeah but it's it's depressing and it's obviously not something you're just going to flip flip on and watch at any time but i think in this trio it's by it it's by far and away the best movie that we yeah. watched there was there was an element of me watching this and and being right after dead presidents and being like Man, white people are problems. So <laughs> are, are really nothing compared uh, in comparison. Um, so, so coming right off of Dead Presidents made me maybe like a little bit less, especially and especially like thinking that I I really loved Natalie Portman's character um, Still in two thousand and four, and I do love Natalie Portman. But like, there, there's this been whole there's been this whole concept of the manic pix, pixie dream girl. I think I've told you guys about that, or you've maybe heard the term where she's just like this. Oh quirky perfect yeah. perfect girl that just like happens to fall into his fall into his life and he's like perfect seems like a lot but well manic pixie dream girl so she's the dream girl for for him right and like yeah. you said like oh this is too important to you know to, to pass up or whatever but um she seemed a little bit more annoying to me and just like not just not real i think that's what the whole concept is, is like they're women aren't like this yeah <laughs> you know this is this is a man writing what he wants in a in a, sure. in a female character and that that's kind of where it comes but but as it went on that that wore off a little bit you know after the initial meeting and the initial quirkiness uh and i think it's uh i do think it is a, is a good movie I, I agree i would drop the really liked it um to just liked it it was it was good to rewatch. i'm excited to only seen i only see it once but it does take you right back to 2004 and all these like yeah like it, indie rock was had it had a kind of a and, heyday and i still time. i and, still like that type of music and I, yeah. i'm sure there's a multitude of people who don't i you know i have i owned this soundtrack when mm -hmm. I, it's probably sitting on an ipod somewhere uh in i have the dvd too in my house i do as well my xrt days for um sure. But the, you know, like right out of the gate with Coldplay was just like, oh man, like, and I liked a lot of the music th like throughout and was remembering them like, oh mm -hmm. God, yeah, that. And, you know, I became a fan of the Shins after this. Yeah, and I think every, everybody, I no don't one had think heard it of the changed Shins my before. life, like she said. Um, <laughs> but it was, but I've seen the Shins since and I still really like that song. I still could put on and it, like, I'm not turning it off. I like that song, and it's like it. It all kind of stemmed from from this. Like new slang comes on, and I'm like, yes, this is still a really solid fucking song. Yeah, and there's two Shin songs on. Yeah, Carrying Creepy and uh, and New Slang. Yeah, 
And it dips into the old and new. Like you get Simon and Garfunkel um, in there. And in fact, Mary was like, "Oh, I love this song." Like when it when it uh, only, only boy, boy in New, in New York, York came yeah. on, and I'm just like, so I mean, it doesn't isn't just that. I guess maybe that's still indie rock. Does that count? Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, 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 it like you said, it fit with the it fit with the vibe right. for sure. I mean, that you have Colin Hay. Yeah, um, you also had uh, Iron and Wine covering the Postal Service song, "Such Great Heights." Yeah, yeah. But Johnny, your first time seeing the movie. Yeah. Very weird. <laughs> Just, it's a weird film. Uh, and it was funny because Jen was That's like, unarguable, honestly. Like, if you start picking apart some of the things you see in that movie, you're like, oh, yeah, that's weird. Uh, Jen's like, did we just see some titties? <laughs> <laughs> like, did, where did that come from? Did we? Why, did we not just see some titties? Method Man. Why put Method Man in there? I feel right. like Zach Braff met him at a party and was right. like, like, you're going in the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm seeing Jim Parsons in a night suit. Uh, before, <laughs> before <laughs> right, Big yes, Bang Theory. That motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that made me laugh out loud. Well yeah. done. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, just but like you said to the soundtrack. Like while we were watching the movie, Jen was singing along to every single song. Um, she knew it, you know, beat by beat, and it was. It was had she seen the movie? Yeah, she had. She had seen it. She owned. I think we own a copy of it, but we rented it from the library. By the way, nice work. Um, one of the th- surprises that I like enjoyed about the movie was more of uh, Peter Sarsgaard's character. I thought he was going to be one of those guys that's just like, oh, you're back home. You're going to fall into the same traps that we're doing. Like, we're digging ditches. Sorry, not digging ditches. We're digging graves. I was like, and- we're literally digging graves. But <laughs> graves. <yeah. laughs> Grave Robin. And, it, you know, he turned out to be, like, a nice guy trying yes. to get he the- He cared. He thought he was going to be a dick. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was going to be a total dick. I mean, I think even Zach Braff, I mean, yeah. his character did. Kind I of mean, expected it. Yeah. 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 So that was a well done, Zach. That was a well-written character because I didn't see that coming and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I don't know if this, I, I, I'm going to say it probably has been done before or maybe if it's been done since, I think Braff deserves credit. I One very small thing that I really liked was when uh, Portman's character was listening to the shins and- as she put it on, the headphones on, the music faded up, faded mm-hmm. in, and as she took them off and so forth. I, I just thought that was such a nice, like, cool, nuanced way to have your song be in the movie. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'd seen anything like that when I first saw it, and maybe it's been done. I don't know, but I just, I thought that was, I think that's a really neat way to do it. Yeah. What do you guys think of Zach Braff? Like, did you are you big fans of Scrubs? I didn't, I, I didn't watch Scrubs. it all. I like I watched some and didn't mind it. I think really I just kind of tired of I think him and I for some reason him and Faison are still in commercials right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they, like they just had like a resurgence. Or yeah, something. like like it's super. I think Scrubs is still on reruns. Like I, I was gonna I say maybe Scrubs hit Netflix and they're just like get them back. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a really good show. I mean, there I'm was sure a, they're both rich as a result. But yeah, yeah. I, I, getting those thirty seven cent checks. This wasn't before. I think it was around the same time. Right? I think during because I think during, that's yeah. when he had the power to be able to yeah. re- put a movie out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I it would have been. I don't know. Has he done it? Has he done anything else? There was another there was one that was wasn't like uh, wasn't more of a love story. It wasn't as good. I can't remember. It was I, I, him I, and Faze on Love too, or not Faze on Love. Donald, Donald Faze on. I want to say it was. Love. It wasn't Emily Blunt. Um, what uh, brunette girl from the OC? Um, yeah, that sounds right. Give give me her name. She's she was a smoke. She's on. Oh shit! I know who you're talking. I didn't even about. watch the OC, but I know she was on it. Yes, she was on another show. Something about Rachel Bilson. There you Bilson. go, Bilson. Oh, I don't know where I even pulled that out. So <laughs> that's, I never that's watched her. the OC. Me neither. The Last Kiss. That's what yeah. it was. And that was it, 2006. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, I enjoyed Scrubs. I, I liked it. And so, yeah, just a cast here, though, just walking through. Uh, Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, Bilbo's uh, his dad. I, his and that, dad. Was, that was coming off of that. So at the time, that was definitely like, Bilbo. <laughs> and then just, you know, the random, like the Gene Smart just popping yeah. in there. Gene like, Smart as the mom okay. is fantastic, <laughs> especially considering, like, she's still crushing she's it. She's doing great now. Yeah. 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 Have you guys watched? I don't watch um, Hacks. Hacks. I've seen the first season. I heard good things from uh, one of the one of the TV pods I'll, I'll dip into yeah. here. Yeah, it's, it's worth it's worth the watch. She was great in uh, Mayor of Easttown. Mayor of Easttown. Easttown. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, which then Hacks too. followed right after that, right so after. it was like, boom. And she wasn't in, in, in this very much, but yeah, um, she's she's definitely had a little resurgence here, and and I'm here for it. Are you guys big designing women fan? <laughs> yeah, no, I never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Missed it, <laughs> but I know of that show. That's another Gail Tate staple. <laughs> that was on the house. That's that was awesome. on in the house. You know, a lot. win some, lose some, Gail. Del- Delta Burke, right? <laughs> But yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting film. Just yeah, very weird, very out of left field, and you know something that I had n- never seen and did not know what to anticipate. And so, when like you said, when you see Method Man, what what was the nitrous for? For blowing up balloons? Is that really what he wanted? It for? No, not nitrous <laughs> balloons, maybe. But yeah, well, oh, that was when they were all going on that like was the trail. Trade. To yeah. try to get, he was to, trading. Yeah, it was it was reminiscent of the Atlanta episode. Atlanta. Yes, yeah. thank you. I'm so glad you guys got <laughs> yeah. there. Oh, yeah, 100. I, I saw it yeah, as soon as I, I saw the it. same exact Which, thought. I was like, to be fair, done done better. But yeah, this was that, well before. It could have been an homage to, or in some way that could be an appreciate a nod to the God, Garden I State. Love, God, I love Atlanta. <laughs> this last season, you you know the I, the last latest one's coming out, right? I heard. I, I never even finished today. four. Yeah, I guess got sidetracked. Three. No, five's. I thought five. No, four is coming out, right? Oh, okay. Four. Whatever the final one, I think starts today. Yeah. yeah whatever okay. the last one, but the was, last one I did not where finish they're yet. Overseas. Yeah. That's where I think I ended. I with fell the, off. I don't know. I, it's because oh, it's on Hulu. It's, I blame Hulu. Who sucks? Oh, because they don't have them right away. It just, just sucks because I got them on even, YouTube TV. It's even. I gotta watch freaking commercials on Hulu oh, still. Yeah. It's like the dumbest. I, granted, I you don't pay, pay for, for a membership. But <laughs> I was gonna say you could pay. You could pay for no commercials. Well, I don't. No the ads. guy who's got the membership, I gotta can't get him to pay for it. Asov ad supported or asod. It's just a dumb concept, in my opinion. Hulu's business model is shitty for me personally. <laughs> um, but watch but yes, the bear. It's great. Atlanta is yes is is very good, and the season finale. You guys got to watch it. We got to talk about it. Super fun fact about this uh, movie: the producer uh, is Gary Gilbert. Gilbert Godfrey. Are you familiar with that name? Was he one of the nerds in Revenge? Of he the was Nerd? a former mortgage banker, so he financed the movie with two and a half million of his own money. And at Sundance, the movie got bought by Miramax for five. So not a bad return. That's not the fun fact. The fun fact is who his brother is. Dan Gilbert. Dan Gilbert, Quicken owner, Loans. owner yeah, of the Cleveland, yeah. former <laughs> mortgage banker, former the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Dan Gilbert. Yeah. I was like, damn. <laughs> um, yeah, him. They they started the mortgage company um, named Rock. Yeah, but uh, Gary moved to California and got into the movie industry. Hey, yeah, make some quick cash. Dan's making the long cash. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> so I guess to answer the question that you asked in in our intro. It definitely doesn't. The soundtrack doesn't make the movie great, but it's it makes it more enjoyable. Like I feel, I feel like in Garden State, they really use music well. Agreed. Um, and they use good music well. Yeah, and, and same. And Cameron Crowe is very good at doing that as as well. But I I, th- I think Garden State might be an even like a perfect example of using every song kind of to its fullest potential, especially 
right up to uh, right to the end like that yeah. last song too i love that um, agreed fru 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 fro 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 let go <laughs> yeah let go yeah let go it's great that, you know, i was like, already like, one of the better songs it. on the album yeah i remember lo- loving that and not uh it, it never hear you know never hearing that before but then after that you you you're taken back to that moment and it, you know and again using it in move in the in the in the actual film he's like what do we do now and then let go pops up it's like oh that's what you do you well and go. i think don't worry about it I I would and I was trying to think about this in the moment. It's hard because you can't remove it from your 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 thought process. But I like I, my I question how good is Garden State with an average soundtrack? That's kind and of it's kind like of what I'm does saying. that movie become? It's just a weird movie. Yeah, and people are like, yeah, eh, dud, you know. But it's like he he found that he groove, it. and it just like yeah, it elevated the movie. I yeah. think to put it on to make that weirdness kind of quirky and fun and and endearing. And the Dead Presidents, the soundtrack's great. It's old. It's old songs. I think that's that. Maybe is the difference is you're hearing songs that people liked Back and have then. liked for years. Whereas this was a lot of music that maybe some people hadn't been exposed to. So it was like a first time here. For, I still feel like they were deep cuts though in Dead Presidents. They weren't like just the yeah, very popular I just songs. maybe for I think maybe for us, but I think Gale probably knew all about those songs. Yeah. Yeah, I just but think like a, it's like a curated collection. I just kind of. What I it think means. they might be deep cuts for for the artists, but like I think if you grew up in that time frame and you knew Sly and the Family Stone, you knew all their cuts. Yeah, like and, and you knew Al Green and you knew Isaac Hayes and you knew all those James Brown. So it's like eat deep or not, it was those. With this, I felt like at least for me, and I felt like I was pretty into music, especially during this time frame. Most of these were new for me. Yes, and so it was like I agree with that. So they were good new songs. So it was like that was like this perfect element that added. Whereas Dead President's great soundtrack, but it was like oh, kind of, it was kind of just like a reminiscence, re- right? Yeah. Well, and, and, speak, and speaking of Six Feet Under earlier, we talked about Freddie uh, Rodriguez. That I remember. Like there were there were some shows around this time, like around two thousand four, or a couple years before and after the HBO shows that I would look up what songs they sure. used because yep. they were like they crushed it yeah they crushed it they just and they were they were breaking songs they were it was it was a Six way Feet Under put Sia on the map Sia exactly at the, breathe me right yep. at the at, at the, the last on episode, the finale on the finale exactly that kind of stuff um and and I can't I can't, I can't think of any any other show I, I only think of Six Feet Under but I know there were other HBO shows where I would like look up like what songs Arliss. were featured <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely yeah. use good you know so so there was a time i think and this this movie probably Agreed. like solidifies that this that time period of soundtracks for tv and movies where they actually broke new music well i think they cared oh, gray's anatomy was another show gray's too. became a massive one yeah uh, i think it became i think the right for certain shows they realized the power mm-hmm that music had in yeah. some of them. I think a lot of sometimes I think it was like put put some music in there. It, it's cheap. It doesn't cost a lot to, for the rights. And then you yeah. get to a point and people were like, no, no, pay for put that song in there. Like, yeah. wow, this is a great song. We want this. This is exactly where I want it in the movie. Make it happen. Like, and and we'll find a way to you know make it work. So yeah. I think I agree with you. I think that time might have shifted the way that movies and TV utilize music. Yeah, as always. Thank you for listening, especially Todd Swanson from Duluth, Minnesota. Please give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Tell your friends and go to bed. Mm